And today, as you can realize, um, we're broadcasting um, through the radio and through the phone. So uh, because technical problems in the studio of uh, Radio 2000, so I will be with you, Be'ezrat Hashem, on live by the phone. Um, but actually, it's... Uh, Actually, it's um, actually um, today uh, there is a, a new option uh, that you can be with us and you can send your questions and you can be with us on air via the general number, which is usually um, using to do. Actually, you can uh, call 718-683-5858. This is the special phone number for you that you can be with us uh, during this radio show. Today, before we start, I just let me know what are we going to speaking about. Uh, today, I want to speak about the self-image, about the self-esteem, uh, of our children, that I know that this is one of the very hard issues that we're dealing with, and we know that a lot of times we can find a lot of problems, but actually the source of the problems, of the behavior problems, is because that the children has a very low self-esteem. How we can make him more strong, how we can help him. The first part of this uh, radio show dealing with this uh, issue. After that, uh, the radio show uh, will be opening for you and for all the topics you want to raise, uh, you will be with us. Now, uh, let me to remind you um, the ways you can contact us. Uh, the best way you can be with us on air, 718-683-5858. This is a local uh, phone call. And you can be with us um, through the email, abrahameducation at gmail.com. Or you can just uh, text us um, um, the phone number of uh, the text um, of... Uh, this uh, radio station, 
I will be receive it uh, right now, and Bezat Hashem, um, I'll tell you the phone number. You can be with us via three four seven um, nine two seven. Eight three nine eight. I repeat text messages via three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight. One more announcement before we start. Uh, today um, my radio show will be only for one hour until eleven. So if you want to be with us, uh, you can do it right now. Um, now we ask uh, from Iran to. Let us to go to a small break. Uh, we, we hear uh, one song, and then we'll be together. So stay with us.
Yeah, thank you very much uh, for Iran. And uh, now we want to start with our topic. I want to read you one of my article that I'm working to writing a book on these days. I want to write, I want to read part of it. One of the girls in fifth grade was very fat, extremely fat. This is an effect that in those days, in the 80s, was very rare. Um, the girls in the class didn't feel what he feels, what she feels. But a couple of the girls of her friends were always laughing on her, always degrade her. They didn't miss even one chance you know, to persist and to discharge her. The teacher in the classroom realized that they always degrade her, they're always laughing at her, and it was painful for her. So she decided to cancel the history lesson and to give them a lecture to speak about the Ben Adam Lachavero, how much is important, and how much is very, very wrong way to love one another. And then she started with this lecture to speak with the girls. And during her lecture, she always was staring for this couple girls, that they always was abuse this girl. Not far from the teacher's table, there was one of the girl, her name was Sophie. Sophie was the most gentle and nice girl of the class. She had never degraded someone. She had never was laughing about her friends. And she sat on her chair and teardrops flowing down on her cheeks. Her face was with strong suffering, extremely suffering. And she screwed her eyes in pain. It seems that one minute more, she's going to break out with crying. The teacher said few few words more, and she ended her lecture, and she dismissed the class. After all girls went out, the teacher closed the door of the classroom and she stepped slowly, she approached to Sophie. Sophie was with a hand on the table, and all her body was trembling, uncontrolling trembling. She put her hand on her shoulder and asked softly, 
Sophie, what's happened? Why are you crying? Sophie was need few minutes to be calm. And then she lifted her head. And she approached the teacher and told her, I am a cruel and it's terrible. You, my teacher, spoke right now how much is terrible to be cruel, to laugh one another. To be cruel, it's a terrible. And I know that I am a cruel person. I saw afraid from Hashem. I saw afraid from the doomsday after this world, in the second world, in Olam Abba, I'm very afraid that I am a cruel. The more I was in shock, that's the last reason she could imagine to herself. Sophie, just like her name, she was so soft, so gentle. She had never hurt anyone. She'd always be there to help to each one of her friends. She put so a lot of effort to study. Are you cruel? The more I ask. You are the, so, the most soft and gentle girl that I had never met. Why are you really think so? And Sophie answers, I don't think, I know, I am a cruel, and it's terrible. The school bell ripped the silent, and the girls were supposed to be in the class back in any moment. The conversation between the Mora and Sophie was continued in the end of the day, and in the day after, and also in the day after that day. The final conclusion about all the conversations with Sophie, here is, here it is. Sophie are really gentle and charming and gorgeous um, girl. She had never hurt anyone. She's a type, very kindly, and she, she likes the society. But one difficult was to Sophie. She was being afraid to make babysitting to her little brother. She had always, she had an imagination that mommy is not at home, and suddenly her little brother, three years old, swallows something and starting to be chucking, and she doesn't know how to respond. In her imagination, she's screaming, she's rampant. And her little brother getting blue until slow, slow, his powers, his powers ending, and he is falling down on the ground.
deadly. Sophie was felt inside herself that those imaginations are not really. She take it more worse. So she was very ashamed to tell about it to her parents. Mother of Sophie was usually getting rest one hour one hour a day in afternoon. In the beginning, mother of Sophie was always asked from Sophie to keep her little brother while she wanted to take a rest. But Sophie was refused. She said no. And mommy didn't understand. Why it's so hard to you to help me? Anyway, you, doesn't, you don't do nothing in this hour. But Sophie was very, very consistent. No. I said, no, I'm not going to do any babysitting to my little brother. So her mother was responded always and said, you're such cruel. You don't have any mercy on me. And I'm your mother. You're so cruel. And this situation was repeatedly every day. It happens every day, day by day. And day by day, Sophie was here that her mother defined her cruel. You are cruel. During the time, this description of her personality getting wide and extended to more situation in her life. And each time that Sophie didn't want to do something for some, for, for somehow, for somebody, she immediately said, you are cruel. It was for two years. Sophie was felt very bad with it. And she was angry about herself that she cannot, she can't raise above these scares from doing babysitting to her little brother. She was suffering also from the fact that, the, that she is so shy to expose her fears in front of her parents. During the time, Sophie beginning to believe that might be she has a root of cruel that she actually burned with it. And this root of cruel, her responsibility to the fact that she cannot please her parents. And probably she really doesn't care about her parents. Because if it's not like this, why she cannot raise above just for her mother that she so loves? During the time, Sophie getting undefined um, um, with the description cruel. Her perception was that the world actually dividing to many, many um, kind 
sorts of people, bad and good. There is uh, a beautiful children and there is an ugly. There is merciful and there is cruel. And her mother discovered to her that she has belonged to the section which called cruel. She bo- she just born like that. This is not something that she can change. And more deeply, she didn't thought about it that if you want to call to someone a cruel, he has to do cruel deeds. Many cruel deeds. She didn't make this connection between the description cruel to the fact that she has to behave like cruel, to do bad things. For her, she was cruel without checking it out inside, you know. Here is a few lines from one of the conversations between the Mora and Sophie. Mora says, Sophie, you say that you are cruel. Why? Sophie says, because I know that I am a cruel. Mora says, who told you that? Sophie answers, mommy, daddy too, a little bit. And then the Mora says, are you also doing cruel deeds? You abuse in animals or your friends? Sophie answers, after long thinking, no, um, actually, yes, I refuse to make babysitting to my little brother. The Mora asks, and you refuse because you want to pain your mother? Sophie says, no, not at all. I like her. And I'm suffering when I refuse her. I re- it's really painful for me. It's all because of the imaginations. Then the Mora says, do you understand that someone which called cruel He is someone that he is meaning to pain to the other. That's the reason we called him cruel. Because he's meaning to do something cruel. In your case, you are not cruel. You are actually suffering because your mother has a pain. She didn't get rest afternoon because of you. You're just feeling that you cannot suffering because of the scares to be babysitting for your little brother. Actually, you are suffering because you cannot have mercy on your mother. Is this a cruel? Then Sophie says after long thinking, I don't know, maybe not. But the Mora says, I think that you are a symbol of mercy. You are a symbol of mercy. A person that getting suffering because he cannot help the other, he's very rare person. You have a good heart. Sophie thinking a lot, and then she said, I can't understand 
your words through my brain. And maybe right now, I know that I'm not a cruel, but I feel that I'm actually a cruel person. This is an example can demonstrate us how worse is the fact when we define our child. We say, you are lazy. You are cruel. When we define our child, actually, the first years of the life, this is the years that he's built his self-image. And he wants to build a good self-image, but each time that we say bad word to our children, actually he's starting to believe that he's just like this. I would like to extend um, this issue after a small musical break. And I want to invite you um, to keep sending your uh, questions uh, by two ways. You can do it um, by text messages, 347-927-8398. And you can also, um, especially for this radio show, um, you can be with us on air. Just call 718-683-5858, and you will be with us on air. 718-683-5858. We're going to a small musical break, and we will be right back with your questions. Bevakasha. Show what we're thinking 
might feel strange when you first start to say it now and then. But as this strength within you grows and that feeling comes again, naturally those words will flow. Hi, dear listeners, we're here uh, back with you, Haret Anolad, and today, because technical problems, I'm broadcasting during, uh, through the phone, It means that you can be with us on air at the same number, 718-683-5858, and right now, I would like to approach uh, two very long questions uh, that I received during the email, 
and uh, I just try to extract um, this long question. Uh, she said hello and thank you for the great uh, program. Um, I uh, grew up with a parent, especially my father, that he has always uh, said about me that I'm not, that I worth worthless and I worth nothing. And uh, he always gave us the feeling that we're not going to be anything in our life. And she, he, and and he always was said, um, and nothing is going to be with you. You're always will stay down. And that's it. Um, in the last years, he's becoming to be very desperate and negative person, and it's making a great uh, bad impact about all the all the member members of the house. And uh, right now, she um, uh, the person she that she asked that, and she always married, but she has uh, a few sisters. Uh, still at home, uh, there are signals, and they they very suffering from uh, from this father. So how she, uh, as an adult, she's got married already. How she can help to her um, sisters? Well, this is very uh, painful question because we know that sometimes. You know, Chazal said, It means don't judge your um, your friends until you can be in his place. So sometimes um, the experience of the life, um, the adventures that we are going through, um, make us to be negative person. If we don't choose to fight it, actually naturally, each one of us may be at the same place that he will see himself in his um, in his condition that he's so suffering. He got no money. He got no success, at least as he expected from himself in the beginning of the of the life. Each one of us thought about himself that he's going to conquer all the world. But during the years, we see that actually it doesn't work um, uh, by our programs. And then people getting upset or people getting, you know, despaired. And actually this condition has a great impact on the management of the life. Now we have to remember that Hashem told to Cain in the Pasuk says, it means that if you will choose, you make a choice to doing well, to be better, to be good, he will do the right thing, it's going to be okay. I can carry all your sins because you make the decision to walk on the right way. It's okay. If you don't make the choice to be stepping, to be walking on the good way, you are in his basket. 
So it means that each one of us didn't ever had a bad choice. No one of us choose in his life, yes, I want to be a bad person. I want to have a bad behavior. There is no such kind of, of monster. We just didn't make a choice to be better. So the Torah teaches us, if you didn't make a clear and definitely choice to be a good person, to be kindly with your, um, with your family, with all the society around you, if you don't make clear and strong choice to be good, you actually in the hands of the Yetzir Hara. You already in his basket. You don't have to do bad choice. The evil choosing you. You don't have to do nothing. So I know that when people doesn't want to go, you know, for consultation, it's very hard to fix it up, this situation. So I suppose to you, I think the most thing that you can do, I'm dividing into two parts. First part is you have to, uh, you know, to make a pressure on your father to go for a consultation. Someone that he can help him to change his way. To teach him how to make the good decision for his life. And the second part of my answer is, if you have mercy uh, for your sisters, that they are still at home, and they are still suffering from this father, I suggest to you, to invite it, to invite them to your house as much as you can do, and when they, um, when you hosting them, give them you know all the things they need, warmth and love and appreciation, and I hope Hashem that it will be fine. I would like to approach to one more uh, text message. Um, if my daughter is lazy, how can I motivate her to go faster without calling her lazy? What can I tell her? This is a very great uh, question because we actually found ourselves each, every moment in a day that we actually, without realize, without even notice about it, we call her lazy or cruel, or something like this. As, a, as just I mentioned right now, first of all, we have to make very strong decision inside our subconscious that I want to make the good decision. I want to be kindly with my daughter. And I know the damages that I may do her if I call her, if I define her like such a person. For example, lazy. It doesn't have to be a, a special lazy, you know. It, it, it could be everything else. That's the first of all. 
it will give us, it will give us uh, advantage from from advance when we make the good decision. Now, how we can do that? Actually, it's beginning in our perception. Are you really thinking about her that she is lazy? If it's so, I want to ask you one question, dear listener. Let's say that there is, you know, a very uh, huge, we say in Hebrew to you, like a trip from the school. And the bus is getting out 4 a.m. Can you imagine your daughter stay in the bed, turning from side to side and say, Oh, no, I'm lazy. I don't want to get up right now. I want to keep sleeping. You cannot even imagine something like this, right? So it means that your daughter is not a lazy. But what do you want to, what do you want to tell me? You want to tell me, yes, but for studies, she's lazy. Okay, it's naturally. It doesn't interest her. So she, she doesn't want, she has not any desire to be there in the school. So, what do you want? <laughs> you have to make the change on the studies. To make the studies, to make the, uh, um, the Betsefer, the school, be more interesting, more attractive. And there is ways how to do that, but I cannot get in, into this issue because we have... Uh, uh, Sarah on the phone for a long time. She's waiting, so we'll be with her. Hello. Sarah with us. Iran, I can't hear. Hello. Sarah, yes, Sarah, hello. Yes, how are you? I think you regarding um, uh, a boy who is in eighth grade, and uh, Baruch Hashem is doing fine, but he has a hard time to adjust. And he usually he's in the past year he used to do better, but this year he doesn't accomplish as much as before. So what do you have to do with such a child? Uh, could you, Sarah? Could you um, make more defined your problem? What a problem with the sound that he doesn't know how to arrange his time. It takes a lot of time to doing something or like something like this. No, he is uh, he is not as much as he is not concentrating on his limudim as he used to do. He is getting good mark, but he can do better. Everyone and I don't want to force do him. Better, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Now I just want to make sure one point with you before I give you an answer. I just want to make clear. Right now, he can do much better. I know. But maybe, you know, the conditions have changed. He has a new teacher, and, you know, the connection with the teacher is getting different from year to year. Maybe it's not, it's not so hard. So what is the point that you can point it out and you can say, you see, he's not, he doesn't do what he can do. So let's say he doesn't he doesn't review let's say the Gemara he doesn't review as much he used to review it 
and uh, but he knows he follow i uh, called the teacher the Rabbi, and he said that he is following he is taking notes but uh, i don't know he, he over the years i saw him he used to do much better but this year i feel that he is not accomplished i understand well, see, I think that your question is very general, and I'm afraid to give you, you know, a specific answer. But let me to do, as I usually doing, to give you the general lines. We have to know that if one of our children doesn't want to learn because it's difficult for him or just because he has no, you know, any desire for it, it's naturally. That have to be. This has to be the first point that we beginning from there. It's very naturally. Now, sometimes parents put a lot of pressure because they want him to be just like the the one year ago, and this is very wrong mistake because when you put a pressure, you don't accomplish nothing because you can see that he is getting more hate this uh, material of, stu of studies. So I suggest to you to find a way with his uh, teacher to find a way how to make uh, the studies more comfortable for him. And I'm not mean, you know, for a mivzah in Hebrew we say, like an operation, a special time that he have to be, you know, uh, very good. Because after that, after, the, after he got the prize, he's getting low uh, um, um, just like before. So what we have to do is to encourage him, speak with his rabbi, that even if he said one word in the lesson of the Gemara, even if he say, you know, one comment, even if it's not true, it's not right, he has to uh, um, uh, praise him. He has to praise him, but it has to be very nature, you know, with the small words, but a lot times a day. It means to express feeling of appreciation. I appreciate your efforts, even if you don't do all what you can do. But the rabbi has to express feelings of real, not presentation, real ex uh, uh, appreciation. Because if we just think for one moment, you have a zhut. Your child is learning Torah. Even if he doesn't doing his better, so what? There is a lot of other kids they they don't do even what your son actually doing. When we change our perception about our children, it automatically makes a great and the best impact for them, and I and I believe it will help. But this is an answer, you know, in a general lines. And that's the most I can tell you, uh, you know, through a radio show. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much, Sarah. We have uh, four uh, last minutes of this radio show because today uh, it's going to be just for one hour. Uh, I want to approach to one more um, text messages. If someone has been convinced that they are a certain way, how can he undo the damage that was done? I don't want to go on the Internet, 
but I want your information. It's frustrating. Do you have any writing information? Well, uh, let me to identify it with your question because I'm also uh, doesn't want to be in the internet, and I don't think this is the right way. In all the services that I'm offering the, through the internet, is just for people that you know anyway they use it. So we take the technology to use it in the right way for someone that anyway he is uh, using the internet. Now, for your question, yes, there is um, information, and I can give you an information, but right now, um, the most of my uh, articles writing in Hebrew. In this day, we're actually working to translate uh, all my articles, and there is a huge surprise that I believe uh, um, near... Uh, Passover, this Passover, I can uh, do it in very, very uh, special announcement for you, the listeners. But each one of the listeners that he wants my articles, he can get it by email. Just send an email to abrahameducation at gmail.com. You should be have to use the Internet uh, for one time uh, to send this email. And Bezat Hashem, I will give you back. Dear listener, I want to thank you. I want to thank you, Ran Yaakov, and we have to finish this radio show today. Thank you very much. Keep listening to JRIT Radio and our Behatzlacha. My phone number is 03-578-8334, every night between the hours of 10 p.m. until 12 midnight Israel time. Goodbye.